gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay-ish. Hello everyone in the podcast universe, this is Gayish. The podcast with an impressive set of double Ds. <laughs> batteries <laughs> no i wish i'm always out of those no two dicks right here oh yeah you, you and me you don't know how many dicks i have i meant <laughs> you're a dick oh god okay. as am i <laughs> i'm mike johnson i'm kyle Getz, and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality i am very excited to talk to you about this i can like, tell you look excited <laughs> i just attention everyone <laughs> imagine me being excited yep um <laughs> Wait, we do you have anything to talk? We're just gonna have all kinds of things to talk about. Do you do? No, not really. Oh, I mean, I definitely want to say that Texas sucks. (laughs) They keep they keep they keep just the hits keep on coming down in Texas for gay rights, Mm -hmm. and it's like a Beyonce album. Yep, the hits keep coming. Yep. So the the Texas State Supreme Court just ruled that Houston can't give benefits to same-sex couples. That wait, didn't that that already happened? We talked about it before that that case was going through the Texas court system, but the ruling came down at they, the end of last week. They had made a decision, so maybe it was an appeal that they lost. It might have been an okay. appeal, but like the, the whole the whole like we have to let you get married, but we don't have to treat you like you're married mm. thing keeps happening. Yeah, which is um yeah, it's it's shitty that like states are continuing to believe they can undo or reinterpret like the clear intent of the decision that has already been made. So yeah, that's really frustrating. The name of that decision is Obergefell. Yep, <laughs> Obergefell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, in the underwear episode, yeah, I talked about a company called Pyramid Seven who makes. Underwear for periods, not gender. Do they know that pyramid and period sound the same? Yes. And in fact, several times, uh, so I I reached out to them because I was so excited about this company and what they were doing and wanted to talk to them and many times called it period seven. So before I ask you about your gayest and straightest things for the week, um, check out their website at period. I keep saying period seven. I'm sorry. Aww. And they said, so that's what I want to talk to you about today. Period seven. Pyramid. Fuck you. <laughs> you're already fucking me up. Okay. Pyramid <laughs> seven. Pyramid seven. Okay. So I reached out to them and, and we talked a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but even since we talked on the phone, um, they have exploded. Like there are all these articles about them, including articles in Huffington Post UK and most recently in Mashable. Remember when you called HuffPo the cesspool of articles? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can find it's just, it's almost like Wikipedia. No, Wikipedia is better. I lied. Like I just think randos can post shit on huffington post and you don't know we should try to get on huffington post yeah yeah we'll we might be the new editors of our own column that we just post yeah facebook anyone can post anything um they huffington post it (laughs) (laughs) um the most recent article was in mashable and that sparked a lot of controversy 
But I think a lot, I'm going to tell you about that, but I think a lot of the articles I've read have kind of missed the bigger point that I got out of talking to Pyramid 7. So what are they doing on Mashable? I thought that that whole site was about potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, So I want to back up and tell you about uh, Zipporah Jarman and Michelle Jenea. They are the co-owners of Pyramid 7. Okay. Those are lady names. Those are lady names. Yes. They Mm -hmm. both identify as female. Yep. So the basics of the underwear, uh, actually, I'll let Michelle explain. Uh, She was the one that designed the underwear. So we created uh, menstrual product-friendly boxer briefs for anyone with a uterus. So they are boxer briefs that that include a lining for you to tuck and secure your menstrual products, whether they're, you know... Um, name brand, whether they're organic, whether they're homemade, they're, they secure and fit perfectly in your box of briefs. That way you're comfortable and you protect it throughout the day and night, but you also feel and look the way that you want to represent yourself. Huh. So far... Wait, so people have organic homemade pads? Apparently. Like, that's. I don't know whether that's ridiculous or awesome. I the good thing is it doesn't matter to us like if they want to have homemade pads like go do it like good for you non-gmo gluten-free pads does exactly (laughs) uh you know doesn't matter to me what you do in your pants yeah yeah everything that michelle talked about you know more masculine it's for anyone with uterus that doesn't sound too controversial until you realize that they're talking about uh, underwear that's for more masculine presenting women and for trans. So like trans men yeah. who have vaginas, yeah. have a uterus, yeah. also have periods. And that that's where we get into the controversial part. Some of them don't. Mm. For some trans men, hormones, testosterone, stops everything from working. They just, their period goes away. Other trans men aren't so lucky. <laughs> or uh, it doesn't work that way for them. Yeah. I really liked uh, talking to both Michelle and Zipporah because it seemed like they were destined to work on something related to periods together because... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when me and Michelle were actually getting ready to meet. I don't know if you remember this, but like, I think she canceled on me the first time because she had cramps. And she was like, oh, I have horrible cramps. I'm like, I'm on my period. And I was like, oh, it's... It's cool. Like, that, that's fine, you know. Um, but, like, also, like, in the point where I'm like, okay, I have a coming up period. And, like, my pop, my possible, like, fashion designer, not knowing that this would be my business partner, is on her period and she can't make it. Like, okay, like, get over yourself. Get over it. Like, you have a period to whatever, right? Oh, a match made in Mincy's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was Zipporah, who's the founder of the company. And it's just funny to me that I think throughout talking to them, I think we all at some point either like, you know, I might say the word women and then realize based on what I had learned from them and their company, it's not, I'm not just talking about women. I'm talking about people that have periods or yeah. she even said, Zipporah said, I was like, oh, you know, she's missing this meeting, but She's a period. I I get it. So I need to be understanding. So I think everyone is trying to 
understand and and relate to people and 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 do that in the best way possible. Yeah. Although not everyone in the world is uh, trying to do that, so the controversy that they have really started is really around the trans men aspect of this. Okay. Um, so in the Mashable article, the title of the article and the focus on of most of the articles that I've read about them. The Mashable article is called These Period-Friendly Boxers Help Trans Men Look Good and Feel Good. And that got 100,000 reactions, you know, likes or uh, smiley faces or loves or whatever on Facebook. Had 97 shares on Facebook. And uh, so those numbers are are more than some of Mashable's posts about Trump, more than some of the uh, responses to things like Game of Thrones. So, you know, that was a pretty big reaction. Uh, and of course, not all of them were good. So a couple of the comments I'll read to you uh, first. WTF, right, women get periods, men do not. Men who wish they were women and remove the, their body parts and take hormones to grow breasts are still men and biologically cannot have a period. Seriously, WTF. Fuck that person. <laughs> so like, he, he, this is someone that clearly doesn't understand, I mean, ignoring the offensive things that he's saying as well but it's it, he's talking about a trans person that is male to female yeah and so he doesn't or i don't know if this is he or she this person clearly doesn't even get the foundation what they're even talking about yeah and clearly didn't click to even read more and understand it first yeah we're all aware that a gender confirmation surgery if you are a man and you're becoming female if, um you don't just magically grow ovaries and yep. uterus. Yep. Yeah. Someone else said, you know, women who get periods and think they're men thinking you're something doesn't make it. So I thought I was Deadpool for five months last year. I wasn't Deadpool. That person didn't actually think they were Deadpool <laughs> for five true. months. That, they're just a, a fucking prick. <laughs> and someone else said, America, you have totally lost it. Sex has become your downfall. What do they mean by that? I don't know. They didn't. I did. There's a certain point where like reading some of these nasty comments, like it makes it, it's not helpful for me. And and I was trying to read through these comments to bring them to yeah. talk about, but there's a point where like it, it's, it's, I, I, I've generally stopped reading Facebook articles or Facebook posts about politics. And it, it just makes me frustrated and angry and, help feel helpless and down and and so the, the actually reading these reminded me why i don't do that yeah for sure for sure don't um, read the comments don't read the comments never Just read the comments anywhere on anything yeah. don't read the comments uh, except us except read, us. Read, read all of our comments we, oh, like, oh yeah yeah we we post amazing things to facebook yeah we would love, love some comments actually so oh, that yeah. we could read them oh yeah yeah <laughs> um that's true <laughs> So actually, even though this Mashable article came out after I had talked to them, I had, when I talked to them, brought up the question of, you know, have you had any negative reactions or comments? And, and I want to play for you what they said. The thing is that, like, some people are just making comments and statements because of things that are rooted within them. And they, they're they saying these things not expecting, not with an open heart to be educated, Right. So then why would I waste my time or waste the company's time trying to educate somebody when all they want to do is talk negatively? Their mind and their heart, their spirit is open to at least be like, oh, I wouldn't have never thought about that. Somebody who dresses masculine 
might not want to wear, like, feminine years underwear on their period. Um, I don't know. Somebody who's transgender might still bleed. Oh, now I get it. Like, for people, that's not their goal when they say that. So true. Yeah. And I think it, it goes to what we've talked to a lot is, you know, trying to assume people have good intent. But there are some times that very clearly they don't. They're, yeah. they're not coming at it from a let me learn and, and they're just trying to be negative. And, and that's not necessarily the person you're going to spend your time trying to get through to. Why waste my time was her line, right? That's yeah. totally, totally true. Uh, do you know Brene Brown? No. Brene Brown is a best-selling author and she talks about, she, uh, she's actually most famous, I think, or her career got started um, because of this TED talk that she did about vulnerability. But she says, one way that people deal with shame is to make the uncertain certain hmm. that they they know that they gather strength from having an absolute answer that they are like she was saying totally closed off to more information getting educated on a subject they just draw a line in the sand in their mind that they will not cross and they're out there to crusade and destroy and it's frightening how many people are like that yeah and i would also say that I've even found myself doing this where in like responding to people, I am also not responding with, you know, responding to a negative nasty comment. I'm not responding with an open heart and, and trying to educate. Then they have a nasty comment. Then I make a nasty comment back and everyone loses in that situation. So, um, but if your nasty comments better than they lose, <laughs> <laughs> okay. they may lose worse, but no one wins. Yeah. Um, so Michelle actually had, um, a great point about why these types of conversations are important. I think it also goes back to the misconceptions of, you know, education. And I think this is a perfect opportunity to let the community educate themselves because, like we said, it's, it's friends of friends and family of friends who are really starting these conversations because they're our, our closest targets right now. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to see how we educate ourselves. Do we, do we correct or do we... Um, you know, engage in these conversations with people in a friendly way? Do we let it fall to the side and just act like it never happened? This is a perfect opportunity for us to hold ourselves accountable. And I feel like us not engaging is just as powerful as, you know, the, the family member and friends of the people taking it head on versus mm -hmm. us. So the, the, there were some some people that were responding in a way that I think is educating or or trying to combat those negative opinions so for example one person said zero trans men are denying the fact that we're biologically female we are men we have uteruses we get periods we want to look good while we're on our periods these people have made period boxers they look great what's so difficult to understand right yeah um, and then someone else said to the wonderful trans folks who are reading these comments, progress is being made every day. We won't stop fighting. You have my unending support and love. Um, so I thought that was just a really nice way. They're not trying to take on the negativity. They're not trying to attack it. They're just putting out a positive comment to, so that people know, especially trans people reading some negative, hateful things. Okay. There are also people out there that support me. Yeah. And about this or any other topic, you should voice your support like right. there are lots of things that are they feel like no-brainers if you live in a liberal city like seattle like gay people should be able to be married say so yeah so 
you know, the, I think the the trans issue was the big controversy, um, what people are commenting on. And it's just, you know, it's just big in the news right now, trans yeah. issues. Yeah. I think that people writing those kinds of articles actually missed the bigger point. It's, it's more than just trans people. I, I think that it goes to people's right to their own bodies and expressing themselves in a way that feels right to them. Mm -hmm. So I want Zipporah to share with us her thoughts. Is she trapped in your Mac? She's inside my Mac. <laughs> I'll let her go after this. Is it fair to say that it seems like they are not attacking the product itself or the idea behind the product, but rather the people, you know, more masculine people that have periods or trans, you know, men that have periods? Do you feel like it's attacking the people? I think, yes. I think also it's attacking that idea of, like, that, that there's not just two genders and that people have to be met like a woman or a man. I found that people have attacked that as well. Like, why are they trying to like merge genders and say that it's not like that is genderless, blah, blah, blah. But like, this is a man and, or that's a woman and they attack the people and they attack the, the idea of like, like genderless or non-binary or genderqueer they they attack all of it as a whole this goes beyond just trans men it is goes into the non-gender conforming or you know speaks to some of the stereotypes that we expect men and women to uphold i really struggle with that do you struggle with that not really you, like you're down with non-binary yeah what helps me is that there's so many different words and labels and everything out there. When I just start with intersex, hmm. someone can be born, not one of the two primary genders. Yep. That is no, I don't, well, I'm sure anyone can argue about anything, but there's no arguing that like that yeah. is a fact. People are born with not just XX and XY. Yep. So once you like open the door to, okay, there people, intersex people are born that way, then that helps me see that it's not just male and female. Mm. And on top of that, I think it also goes to the expression of gender, the expectations that we have around what it means to be female. And, and that's where I think merging of the genders or gender queer can help us kind of get rid of some of those expectations. Yeah. Michelle actually told me about some of the expectations that she has faced based on what clothing she's expected to wear because she's female. Yeah, I definitely feel like any any femme identified or not even femme identified, any femme presenting anything to anybody um, is expected to be bright and bold and wear sundresses and skirts and heels and, you know, just be extra femme, movie star femme, you know. Uh, to an extreme that I don't think is actually possible on a day-to-day -day basis. Nobody wants to, well, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but for myself, you know, I don't want to get up and have to look like uh, I'm, you know, walking across the runway in order to just go get groceries. I don't think it's, it's possible. So um, I am very much a fan of staying away from um, the binary of what 
um, gender has done to our fashion culture and just being comfortable in what we prefer to wear, you know, when we're alone, we can do that same thing outside. So Michelle says that for her, clothing is about the event that she's going to. Um, she sometimes is more femme, sometimes is more mask. Um, on her day-to-day, she's a little bit more androgynous and likes jeans and a t-shirt, and she likes wearing black. And sometimes that, you know, raised some questions. I was still able to have my own individuality. So um, I would say for me, I expressed that through the color black and not so much through the actual types of clothes I wore. Um, so I didn't receive very much stigma in terms of like the actual clothing, but I definitely got the, oh, why don't you wear these pretty colors? Why don't you, you know, dress pretty and do all these things? You're wearing black now. I'm wearing black. I That's my goal in life is to just buy the same black t-shirt and wear the same thing every day. You and Mark Zuckerberg. Same as uh, And Steve Jobs. He's dead. Don't do that. Don't. Well, don't die. I wonder if he was buried in a black shirt. Probably, right? Let's go dig him up and find out. All right. <laughs> to the graves. <laughs> we'll be back after this long <laughs> arrest that we're about to get through. Um, Will they let us do the podcast from prison? Uh, we have to sneak it up through our butts, like our mics. So that won't be a big problem for either of us. I'm, I'm in. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of being in, <laughs> this is the sound of a mic going up my ass. Um, <laughs> ooh, what was that? Uh, that was taking it back out so you could talk. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> it smells different. Um, <laughs> so clothing is important. It's it's your identity. It's what you project into the world. It's It's how you express who you are. And Zipporah talked about one of the reasons she wanted to start Pyramid 7 is because of the combination of being more mask presenting, but still getting periods. What actually happened was that I was at work and the next day, it was like the day after my period, I was just really upset because I got a new pair of jeans and they were cute. And like the day before, I bled on my on my new pair of jeans. They're like light colored denim, so I didn't notice at the time. But when I got home, I figured out that I, I leaked a lot of underwear on my jeans. Um, and I was just kind of frustrated with that. Frustrated with like having a period. Periods aren't terribly delightful. Um, and I was just kind of thinking like, well, man, it already sucks to have a period. It already sucks that like I have cramps sometimes. But like what's really kind of sucking is that like I personally have to wear feminine underwear when I don't wear feminine underwear all the time. Like I don't go comfortable in them. I always wear boxers and boxer briefs. And why isn't there a product out that makes boxers or boxer briefs for periods? What are the clothes you wear when you get to wear whatever you want versus the clothes you wear when you have a period uh, before you created your product? So for, for my everyday clothing, I wear more mas- masculine gear clothing. I, I usually buy in the men or male section. Um, so I wear like jeans, t-shirts, button-up, things I like mostly see men wearing. Um, and underwear-wise, I wear – I prefer boxer briefs to boxers. Normally, every day, that's what I'm comfortable in. But when it's just – when I'm on my period, I usually wear, like, black panties. And there's – so I have, like, four days of black panties. And then, like, 
the fifth day, which is sometimes the worst, because even though I'm not bleeding, the only pair of pants, panties I have are, like, these multicolored, really cute, girly panties that make me feel extremely, like, self-conscious. And, like, yeah, they're they're cute, but, like, they're really uncomfortable for me. Why Why do you feel uncomfortable when you're wearing those? Well, for me, the whole process is uncomfortable. Um, I mean, even when I'm wearing, like, the black ones, I'm kind of hoping that, like, I don't know, I don't bend over and somebody just happens to see my black panties underneath my, like, I don't know, my men fitted pants and my, like, men, like, men's shirt, you know. It's like, oh, okay, cool, she dressed masculine, and then you see my panties and you're like, what? It seems like, um, is it fair to say those don't fit you and your personality, but you're kind of forced into them? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the frustrating thing. Like, I, they completely go against who I am and my comfort zone, but they're the only option. There, the, There's the whole thing about girlfriends wearing their boyfriend's boxers mm-hmm. and that they're the, or their jeans, and that that's super comfortable and they love it. Yeah. And, and Zipporah seems to be a type of person that is, you know, on that next level of the clothes she chooses to wear in her day-to-day life are men's clothing. Yeah, girl, you don't need a man. You don't need a boyfriend. Just go fucking buy some. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have to be boyfriend <laughs> jeans. They can just be your jeans. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask is how do I, as a complete ally, reconcile that gender is a construct and people are all over the map on it, like on the spectrum but the fact that there is femme and there is mask says that those mean things, that there is a spectrum to be on. And I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to navigate that. I'm actually really nervous about this making the air. I, there's a big part of me that believes that there are just two genders, that there is male and there is female. And sure, there are people who are in the middle somewhere, intersex, middle sex people, that that's the exception, not the rule, and that we are male and female. And I really have to check that part of myself pretty hard when these subjects come up, because I, at least on some level, know that that instinct is something that I should examine, think about, process. And uh, it's hard. It's really hard for me. I'm the type of person that would say, okay, weird emotions I don't understand. Shut up. And someone who has experience with this help educate me. Um, so unfortunately, I'm all you got. So I'll tell you at least what I know. So I, I do think it's important to distinguish between sex and gender. Yeah. Because sex is your dingleberry or your hoo-hoo. Or if you're intersex, I don't know, whatever item that lies betwixt your, your legs. Your dingle-hoo. Your, yep. ho- your hoo-berry? Your hoo-berry. <laughs> um so you know there's that's the sex is the genitals you have but gender is the you know can either be the social roles um which is what you were talking about or your personal identification based on your internal awareness so that's your gender identity okay so i think you're right in that people most people it is common to be male or female that's sex. But with gender, we have added all these layers of what that means to people, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to look like. Um, and, and that's where people who want to point out that you don't have to be in your gender 
male or female, masculine or feminine. So just because we have labeled wearing lipstick as feminine, there's nothing inherent about women that says they must wear lipstick and that is required of them. But anyone can do it. And that's where I'm going to ignore the standards and stereotypes of what I should be and, and just do what I want, regardless of who I am. Hmm. Zipporah talked to me about how what, what became clear to me is that clothing is something, it's not just something she puts on, it's something she has fought for. And I think, like, as I grew up, I think me and my mom had a bit of a small, like, issue with me, with my clothing, like, and I think that's all just that part of thing of coming out, like, I think my mom would have, at, on some level, preferred for, like, oh, if my daughter's going to be a lesbian, if she dressed feminine, that's okay. So me dressing more masculine. Right. I think was that like other edition of oh, dang really, um, but like my mom like got over it. But I think it was all like me finding myself and part of me finding myself was like my family witnessing that and like making sure I was alright with it and like getting over their own like biases or ideas of how people should dress. And now it's like not a big deal at all, you know. So you know, even after coming out, there's still the added struggle of being who you want to be really and and accepting that do you have you seen pictures of them yes it, uh what, what's her hair like is it also sort of mask or butch or whatever it's not the typical what you'd expect <clears throat> of um like you know it's not the short ellen cut yeah um so michelle on the left yeah and then zipporah on the right they're kind of cute together they're not dating each other i know i know i know i bet they get the same thing as us of like everyone wanting them to be together <laughs> yeah and so it, it was really interesting actually what i learned when i talked to them because i saw this picture that's on their website of michelle um she has more colors in her hair but she does like she said wear, wear black but she does present as a little bit more feminine at least in this picture and zipporah um, even her stance uh, she's wearing a hat she presents a little bit more masculine yeah and I had expectations about what that meant for them as people. Mm, mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. I found out was Zipporah was the one that was more, um, you know, she had this idea and she wanted to solve this issue. And it, it, she came across as a little bit more of the emotional glue. And Michelle was, uh, even Zipporah said, Michelle's the doer. She is the one that is hand making this underwear. She's getting shit done. And that was not how I would have placed it in my head based on their appearance. Yeah. So even I excited to talk to these people and learn about them, bring in my assumptions about what gender and the clothing that they are wearing yeah. means about them as people. What's the most feminine piece of clothing you own? Pink underwear, like skimpy pink underwear. Are like, are they masculine pink underwear? Or are we talking like, <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> masculine that's a good, that's pink a underwear. It's a good question. Um, What's the most feminine piece of clothing you own? Um, hmm. I, have, I have some really brief briefs that <laughs> uh, are kind of a, they have a like yellow and green, not super masculine colors. I feel like that's a shitty answer though. It's But it's interesting that we both... I Go to underwear? Went, went to underwear. Yeah. Because I also think both of us present masculine, mm -hmm. but... 
it might be a little bit of that internalized homophobia of like not wanting to wear something too feminine outwardly, but underneath we get to have kind of this secret of the underwear that we're wearing is, you know, a, a color or, you know, shape or whatever that would seem more feminine. Yeah. So Michelle told me. I've always been very much into politics. Um, I would say that's probably how my family first knew I was queer, um, but very much fighting for, you know, my own personal identity before I even knew it. And I feel like at this point in time, I feel like our work is really just bridging the gap between so many different marginalized communities. So, you know, me being queer and me being a queer woman is, you know, such a huge gap right there because there's a huge population of queer women out there, queer women, queer identified women out there. And I feel like this is an opportunity for us all to sit down, not as queer individuals, but as women and take it a, a step deeper, or not even women, just people with uteruses and take it a step deeper and say, um, you know, now that we've liberated ourselves from, you know, uh, the straight agenda, let's find a way to, to get us out of the patriarchal agenda. Let's move deeper and uh, stop criminalizing our bodies regardless of how we express them. They're still our bodies and they still need to be treated with respect. And I feel like this is just all a part of that movement and bridging multiple gaps of making people aware that it's more than the little things of, you know, can we get married and, you know, can we adopt, but it's also can we have the right to live? And that's what I think people didn't realize when they got distracted by the trans aspect is yeah. it's it's about it's about not just women it's about anyone with a uterus having respecting getting to own their body and do what they want with it yeah we also talked about you know them owning a business that deals with periods just the fact that periods are taboo and and people don't talk about it and i think this goes into yeah. like you know the ability for, I keep wanting to say women, but I'm trying to change that for anyone with a uterus to feel like they belong and are respected. There's so many different levels on it. I mean, you can, if you want, you can really start with religion. Like religion, uh, especially like Christianity, for example, states that like a woman on her period means that she's dirty and that she shouldn't be like out and about. Like, so already all these years ago, there's this perception that being on your period, like it shouldn't be talked about, it shouldn't be seen, it's unhealthy, it's not um, something that you should have pride about or even like speak about. Um, so there, there's that one aspect, um, but there's also just this taboo thing of like, like that you just shouldn't talk about it. I have found what I realize is even in this podcast, I myself have said, like made jokes about like, oh, don't talk about periods. Yeah. And I want to change that. I don't mm -hmm. want that to be my reaction to periods. And I don't want to perpetuate the idea that periods are gross. Everybody poops, but don't talk about it at dinner. Exactly. <laughs> Is that a book from your childhood? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's a book I'm working on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm up to chapter two. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's already more chapters than I would expect there to be. Well, chapter one is really small. Chapter two, so we can talk about the poop. No. Number two. <laughs> um, so what I really liked about Zipporah and Michelle is that creating underwear that they wanted to create 
made a big difference, not just in selling a product, not just in trying to make money, but in sparking this conversation about what it means to have gender and, and break the rules of gender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Michelle said, for me, everything I create has to invoke some type of response. And this project, this, this creation that we have evokes more than a response. It, it's really going to evoke a change in not just, you know, our friends mindset, but their families and their friends' families and their friends and friends. And this, this kind of just seemed like a, a journey that needed to happen. So yeah, yeah. they've already sparked a change in how I think about and talk about periods. And, and I think they're going to do a lot to uh, spark that change among even more people. It's really cool. So I, I was really inspired by them and their own stories. And so far, it's really successful. I've seen so many news articles about them recently. They've sold out of their underwear, which they described as a scary accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I even found out Michelle was hand-making underwear during the interview. Uh, because that's how dedicated and awesome she is. That she's sitting here, like, preparing fabric for our event tomorrow. Michelle, you're cutting fabric as you're talking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, she is committed. Is there anything you want to add? Um, any support is loved and appreciated. If you want to send an email or if you have advice or personal experiences, we would love to do a shout-out to AMSM Gallery, which is the gallery where Michelle is a resident artist and they, Sierra, who is the owner, have a... Uh, let us spend a lot of late nights there. So if you want to learn more about them, you can go to their website, pyramid7.com, uh, not period seven. <laughs> pyramid seven, seven is all one word, like it's spelled out. Um, S-E-V-E-N. S-E-V-E-N.com. Uh, their Facebook is facebook.com slash pyramid seven underwear. And they have an Instagram, which is pyramid seven. Should we take a break? Yeah, they also did gayest and straightest things. So I think all of us, we can do our gayest and straightest and I'll, and I'll play for you what they said about their gayest and straightest. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty great. Our first remote gayest and straightest. Yep. I it happens it. all over the world. I love it. <laughs> Who run the world? Women with, or, sorry, people with uteruses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We're back. We're back. That was great singing, Mike. It was a good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yep. So let's do gayest and straightest. Uh, but first, uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And please subscribe to us and rate and review. Do it. The three R's. And we have a Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash gayishpodcast. And quickly, I love how many people have been asking to be in the Facebook group lately. Yeah. Um, and just complete fucking randos. Yeah. Yeah. We love randos getting inside our shit. Yep. And our new favorite things, you can text <laughs> us or voicemail us. Uh, our hotline is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. So may I let our guest start and I will play for you what they told me during our interview where they're gayest and straightest things. I'm so glad they did it. I know what my, what my straightest moment this week was. 
So I was, about two days ago, I was at my girlfriend's house, and her mother is in town. And uh, we were sitting down, and her mom was like, there's there's a centipede. Is it a centipede of one with all them legs? Like, there's a centipede up on the ceiling. And both of them just squirmed and screamed, and they just looked at me. I'm just like, really, guys? So I uh, grabbed a stool and killed the centipede and threw in the toilet. But, like, they were just screaming the whole time. So, like, I had to be, like, the, like, I guess that's not really a straight moment. That's, like, me mm-hmm. being, like, a straight guy. Like, those stereotypes of how masculine people should be, like. That was a good one. That's the stereotype, I think, of, like, that's the sitcom male stereotype. They're going to open the jars and, and kill the spiders and I have long, like, limbs, so, like, I'm always grabbing the, the tallest thing off the shelf or reaching for crap. You're, so. you're the go-to when they need something up high. Yeah, basically. Um, and I guess, for me, my straightest moment, honestly, I'm going to be really guilty and say my straightest moment this week was probably the exact opposite of the <laughs> Um And I definitely... <laughs> when I saw Buzz the other day and I asked my girlfriend to do it for me because I definitely was too shaky to do it. So, uh, yeah, you know, you know, she's a little bit more masculine than I, so I definitely asked her if she would uh, be a little bit braver than I was in that second to uh, to kill a bug. So that was also <laughs> my moment. I feel like we're just on this, like, the same wavelength this week of... Yeah. And I love that your straightest things are, like, the opposite of each other. Um, That's just amazing. I love that. I think it's also funny that, like, it's, like, have you ever, um, you know how, like, say for me, I'm saying, like, oh, that's that's the straight thing, but, like, I'm a woman in, like, a queer relationship, and that would be more, like, I guess, like, the normal things that a guy would do, right? So, like, even though yeah. I'm saying that's the straight thing, like, is it really straight? Like, hmm. I get exactly yeah. what you mean. Let me see. What's my, <laughs> do you have a good moment this week? Um, well, for me and me and my partner, we really, it's a guilty pleasure, but we love going to Target. Like, I love Target runs. I know that's the worst. Are you laughing? Because that's really gay. But, like, literally this morning, I forgot what what we were looking for. Oh, she's she's getting ready to move, so she's looking for something for her new apartment. And uh, she was looking on different websites. She's like, "Hey, babe, can you look at these? Like, you know, what do you think?" I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool. Or we can go to Target." And she's like, "Uh huh." I was like, "Or." And she's like, "Another or we can go to the Target." And she's like. I heard you. I'm like, but we can go to Target and get some coffee and be gay and go to Target. <laughs> and she's like, Amy, I'm like, are you listening to me? We can go to Target. Like, like that's, that's my, like, weekly gay moment is going to Target. Well, forcing her to go to Target with me to act a damn fool in public together. That sounds adorable. Uh, is, so is Target for gay people and Walmart for straight people? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's maybe what I think. <laughs> We're better than going uh, to like the little like uh, Menards or anything like that. Home Depot together. Whenever we go to Home Depot or Menards, something like that together, then we feel really gay. It's like two lesbians 
money to like buy plywood and glue and whatever else they sell there. Uh, Michelle, do you know your gay thing? Yeah, I guess uh, my gay stigma is um, going to the juice bar with my girlfriend. <laughs> um, Whole Foods is uh, definitely a great shopping ground for the for the queer community, um, as, as far as I've noticed. Um, and I feel like walking through Whole Foods and grocery shopping with your significant other while being a queer couple is a game moment within itself. Sephora and Michelle, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate all the information, letting me ask you all these personal questions, and I hope you continue to sell out of, of every single thing that you create. Thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out to us and having us as part of your show. Um, I know I definitely listen to it and get a good uh, couple of, of laughs when I listen to the episode. So thank you so much for just taking the time to talk with us and just like also just being another airway that creates conversation about a product that's needed for people with periods. It's awesome. I love it. I love, I love their answers. <laughs> I know. Um, well, and uh, they are our first queer people with uteruses. Yeah. To appear on that's Gage. That's true. So. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to all the uteruses of the land. Well, the ones that have been engaged anyway. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the rest of them don't matter. The rest of them can go fuck themselves. Gays and straightest. Gays and straightest. Go for it. Uh, all right. So, my gayest moment was accidental. Like mm. most. <laughs> accidental anal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's <laughs> when you slip and fall on your dildo and you're like, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so my uh, bathroom light is going out. Yeah. Um, and do you I, need me to fix it? Well, no. Okay. It just has the, and that can be your straightest moment for a different <laughs> yeah, time. Right. No, it's going out and it's a specific bulb type and like, it's not a normal bulb. So like, I don't want to change it until it goes completely out. Cause I only have one more that I've already bought. Um, so now it looks like there's mood lighting in my bathroom. Like mm. it's kind of dark mm. and like, yeah. So that seems pretty gay. Wow. Chicken. Wow. Yeah. To have like shower, shower mood experience when you walk in, when you, when you, when you douche, the lighting has to be just right. Mm hmm. You want to see all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literal shit. Literal shit. My straightest moment. I think I just went to this dinner with some friends. Like <gasps> I, you held a baby. I held it. Um, I know I looked at a baby and oh. touched its head and then it cried. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was an older kid that was like somewhere between one and 14. I, cause I don't know how old kids are based on how they look. Yep. Um, it was little and like not really talking. Um, yeah. and her mom was trying to get her to like hold my hands and do this, like sing the row, row, row your boat song. Like they do in like jamboree class or something. And she would not, <laughs> she liked me better when I was several feet away. Jamboree class. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Okay. So that's kind of my point is like this entire dinner at this friend's house just felt so like heteronormative. Like they brought their kids and they were, you know, there was a new baby there and people were asking me if I wanted to have kids and like we had grilled chicken and everyone brought different things and we drank Nothing, wine. no protein is straighter than chicken. <laughs> Straight people love the chicken. <laughs> um, so that entire, that entire dinner that I just went to, it was lovely and incredible. Uh, but it just felt like what, straight people do 
So you went home and got railed. Yeah. To, just to compensate. In my, in my dimly lit bathroom. <laughs> so my straightest thing this week, I'm actually not sure how straight it is. I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Chris and I were at a bar the other night uh, playing cribbage, which is a thing that we do like we're old women. And um, But there was this uh, bartender and she was bussing tables and came over and 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 asked us how we were doing or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I kind of want to bang her. Mm. Like, What about her? Well, so that's the thing. That's why I'm not sure if it's gay <laughs> or not, because she was like butch haircut. She was a very handsome face and she was built like a linebacker. Like she must be some kind of like, either she plays roller derby or is like a professional weightlifter. But like she was a, she was a, she was a manly woman. She was, she was butch. Butch. She was butch, butch, butch. That's for you, Murph. Um, so I I don't know if it counts as straight or not because I wanted to bang her because she was a man, but she was definitely presenting as a woman. She had like big boobs and like, that's, I don't that's, know. That's kind of straight. Was this a gay bar? No. Oh, okay. Uh, that, the fact that it was a woman that was serving you makes me think you were not at a gay bar. Yeah, you never know. It's rare. We have a couple of lesbian bars here in Seattle and they scare me. I they did and then I went in once and this woman talked to me while I was waiting in line for my drink and she was like we're trying to change our image and you know it's it's you know we're really welcoming and friendly and then I looked down and she had a hook for a hand oh she was really nice and she didn't stab me even once <laughs> she wanted to I bet she's like this faggot <laughs> no no I, I had a great experience there so check out the wild rose uh the gayest thing about me this week is uh I don't know if you knew this but um do you remember Mbop? By Hanson. Oh. Do you remember Hanson? Yeah. They have a brand new song out this week. <gasps> and uh, the gayest thing about me is that I dance like a motherfucker to it alone in my living room. In addition to the dancing, they're hot now. Um. Okay, so... They're hot now. The gayest thing about me is that I all, I didn't know they had a new song, but I actively listened to some of their albums that have come out since Mbop. Yeah? They're yeah. good. Yeah. I, I think one is hot. Um, two of them are hot, and maybe all three. I wouldn't say no to any of them. One and a half. You want to cut one of the Hansons in half and bang him? Yeah, but I just want the top half. Are you sure? No. You love the dick. <laughs> I love dicks. Maybe you could cut them down the middle. Like... Oh, okay. Gotcha. But then I'll get. I'll be having the dick. This is a problem that we might not be able to solve. We can, we can work this out. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll. Just... Science has an answer. <laughs> maybe we'll keep one fully intact. Uh, so that's it. So a special thank you again to uh, the girls from Pyramid 7 and to Charlie Finn, who does our theme music. And that's all for the week. So that's it. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Bye. And hear me as I will sing. And by the way, do you hear what your words bring? Oh, P.S. I'm gay. That was the mic coming back out of our butts. <laughs>